1: Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Wait a second. You're saying that everyone is asked to do jury duty? Yes, Peter. So then, I'm not special? Everyone's
2: special, Peter. Rock drummer Tommy Lee! And if your wife ever tells you that you're not special, punch her really hard right in her hepatitis.
0: Thanks, rock drummer Tommy Lee!
2: Hey, and you know what else is cool? Having sex with sunglasses on.
0: I've got a lot of things to try now! You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast, covering all things rock, metal, and Girl Scout cookies, featuring your host, Elsie Fox,
1: and Baco.
3: It's
0: exciting, in the
3: beginning, the first four weeks we f five times a day, when something happens, it all starts slipping.
0: Covers and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined with the PT Barnum of podcasting, LC Fox out in Denver, Colorado. How are you this morning? I am great. I'm a 130 cookie boxes lighter of uh of stock. Yes. Last time we uh, talked, you were uh, helping the uh, uh, little Elsie, uh, not junior, but the the daughter, of the, the the girl of the house there. Uh, MC. MC sitting outside of a uh, a grocery store uh, yelling at people, forcing them to buy uh, overpriced cookies. That's correct. Five dollars a box, six dollars for the uh, gluten free.
2: Helping uh, <laughs> helping a young child in their uh, pursuit of I don't even know if I don't even think that these kids know what they got themselves into because it was freezing balls out yesterday <laughs> outside of a goddamn uh, Ace Hardware. Uh, where I will say, if you uh, if you want a tip, here's here's a Cobra hack. If you ever have a cookie booth, do it in front of a hardware store. Why? Because people are – it's much better than a grocery store or other stuff because I think people – if you're going in there and it's a Saturday, you're like, I'm, I'm doing a home project. I deserve a treat. I bought a hammer. I need some cookies too. <laughs> Every person that came out of that damn place or in bought cookies. 130 boxes in two hours. I don't know what, what nice. that Nice. That's that actually very
0: is. extremely brisk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least it was, in my
2: was, limited Yeah. Yeah, you got. I got the app going. I'm scanning cards. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. It's uh, you know, you know, like you said, like like now, now I got to hear the old man. Oh, you got to use an app now to buy some cookies. Well, i just five dollars
0: cash on you. <laughs> well, the people buy them, don't need theft. the
2: app, do they? I just think it's funny. Like I don't think I would ever hand. I don't care if it has a, a young child with him or not, and you know looks legit and has you know Girl Scout cookies in the background. I ain't having some random dude scan my fucking credit card for a $5 box of cookies. But people are doing that all the time. I'm like, just give me some cash, please. Much easier for me. But yes. uh,
3: yeah.
0: that's the deal. That's what I've doing. I been don't know doing. if uh, I've ever talked about it on the show, but uh, even though I work for a printing company, one of our biggest co- customers is Girl Scouts. And we actually uh, handle the fulfillment. Uh, f- and what that means is basically packing custom orders into a box and shipping them off to your daughter. Like, uh, oh, she, she you actually her do that stuff. part of it. Uh, not me personally, but you know what I mean. Uh, I I handle like uh organizing the mail list and getting the information into uh, whatever you know the the shipping software. Uh, but. So we have pallets of cookies coming in at random times of the year. Uh, so I, I, I'm familiar with the behind-the-scenes process. Uh, I've never sat with, uh, like Jade wasn't a Girl Scout, so I never had to, to go out and do that stuff. I have, however, been badgered by little bitches uh, trying to get to from my car <laughs> to the front door. Uh, one of the many reasons why uh, <laughs> Target is better than Walmart. Because Target does not allow that for anything, no charity, nothing at all. They are like, we want our customers to come and feel luxury and be treated well. Our sure. aisles are clean. Uh, you want you want to step on gum, get harassed by a, a, an angry mob of Girl Scouts, yes, and uh, find what you're looking for nowhere near where it's supposed to be. Go to Walmart. You'll right. save eight cents. Well, uh, say, but,
2: first tactic of selling Girl Scout cookies: don't see a goddamn thing. It, they sell themselves you just you, most the of the time that's how it is i i, yeah. I like I right? said. right no I, but I, I that's point... true I, I i do get I, I feel very uncomfortable when i hear like you want some cookies cookies come over here and give me five dollars i'm like it's not needed i see the sign if you have the proper stuff like that if you got your logo out there people will <laughs> come and get the shit they, they see you on the way in they see you on the way out they come by they buy that's it
0: oh god yeah, well, you know, good, good for you for being out there and supporting your daughter, especially if the weather was inclement. Uh, and uh, you know, just uh, well, I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, I would I, oh. I would have definitely stopped by and bought some overpriced cookies uh, if you were in you know within you know a few more hours closer.
2: I, I do have to say one one last thing on that is that uh, I was I was thinking in my mind that you made some graphic of you and I. Dressed up in Girl Scout outfits, <laughs> selling cookies for one of the episodes back in the day. So I'd like to see that at some point again. Because I was imagining short. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that shorts. back. Shorts, <laughs> some shorts. I think. Oh, shorts.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, on that uh, on the retail front, uh, it's my wife's birthday this weekend, and um, uh, a, f- a friend of hers uh, came down with COVID, so the get together is being rescheduled. With with you know, usually we get together with a handful of people, but uh, sure. so it's just her and I this this weekend. Um, and uh, I decided this year for her birthday, I'm just going to take her to a handful of malls and let her buy some shit. A funny thing happened though. About three stores into the shopping trip, uh, she decided she wanted a, uh, a purse that cost a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So I stick my card in, and, it's, and uh, it gets declined. And I'm like, well, "What's going on?" It says it, she she reads the message and says, "Contact your bank." And I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" So Amy's like, "Well, I'll just use my card." But our, we have a joint account, right? And I'm like, "Well, if it's flagging mine, it's going to flag yours." Not at all. Hers goes through. We're leaving the mall uh, to go get some lunch and I get a call in the car from my bank, and it's this automated thing. And the, the the short of the story is I wanted to make sure that I was trying to buy a $200 purse. So it was like, I'm pretty sure my bank was like, uh, there's like a robot somewhere. No way, Jason's buying a $200 right. purse. <laughs> he well, bought that, one wallet the last 20 years. <laughs> that's what I mean. I, I, I figured that was, I, was, I was
2: thinking the exact same thing. I was like, this person's like, this is not another copy of The Elder. Uh, so...
0: So Things obviously, that won't, this, extravagant purchases that won't set off my bank account.
2: Yeah, your algorithm for your bank for your security is basically he's not buying albums that are decently priced for an album. I, I hate.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have the robot voice say that to me because one of the, it went down the last five <laughs> transactions. It was like you know Dunkin' Donuts, a right. fucking uh, Burlington. Oh, the best one was like the the the, the, very, the the fifth most recent purchase was the day before and it was like twenty three dollars at liquor store <laughs> right. he's like we
2: know this guy's habits this is uh, by the way more thoughtful and expensive than this guy is willing to t-
0: normally willing to, to, to pay for uh, yeah, absolutely so we celebrated with a box of girl scout cookies Some, uh, a box yeah. of Samoas and happy birthday
1: to wife as well
0: the legacy acts uh that released a brand new uh record that has of course blowing up my social media feed and that is scorpions with rock believer uh quick question because uh, i was listening to decibel geek and they were talking about about it and uh what are you seen the album cover i have i think chris described it perfectly like it has that kind of classic scorpions feel and vibe to it uh it just it looks like a you know a scorpions cover i don't know it's very simplistic you know what i mean did do you like it I do. Like I've, I saw it at first, and I could,
2: and because you know everything is just a little thumbnail these, these days on your phone. I it wasn't until I saw it on my uh, my desktop. I was looking at it where you see it has the like the scorpions logo on the the lady's tongue, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you see, yep. okay, and then like a got tattoo like, or something. And somebody said it reminded them of uh, the original cover for uh, uh, Goat's Head Soup, kind of the. I guess all the band members of Stones have that guy. A,
3: oh, some
0: kind absolutely. You know, now that you like, mention it, the back at cover of Facelift. The the guys are coming out of the oh, pool. Oh, same,
2: same idea. Yeah, I think that that was Lee. Then, I, I forget who recognized. it. But I was like, okay. But point blank. Listen, all I got to tell you is from a piece of art and something that's striking. I don't care if it's a scorpions or, or whatever. I just think it's a cool cover. For a legacy act, I, it's much better than any of our, you know, like like, those kind of acts would put out now. It's no monster. But you know what I'm saying?
0: I almost impulse bought it at Target on vinyl because I saw it, and it really did look cool. Like, this is just cool. But I hadn't heard it at the time yet. Now, I have since then. um, Actually, we listened to it yesterday, tooling around the Twin Cities, um, much to to my wife's uh, joy, I guess. Uh, But... (laughs) I uh, Stephen Michael made a comment that I'll share before I get into this. that was very reminiscent of of, of my take on certain things. Now, I'm not suggesting Stephen Michael ripped off my idea. I just thought mm-hmm. it sounded similar to like sure. like there's been other things that I've felt the same way about. Like uh, you know, I, I just can't connect with it. And I I'm not going to I'm I'm not paraphrasing him specifically but it was along the lines of like what is it people are hearing here i'm just don't get it and he called out i think there's a i can't remember what roots in my boots is kind of a silly song to him but prior to that i had heard nothing but like kind of rave reviews classic scorps all this kind of stuff like that so i i listened to it and i i think i would agree mostly with the general sentiment that it's a good scorpions record i just don't think i like the scorpions that much uh I, I I have their uh, double disc anthology. Um there's enough stuff on there, but they always seem like um a simulacrum of a real band. Like there's just like uh not there's something about them that just isn't real. And it's just almost uh you remember that Saturday Night Live skit with uh um, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Steve Martin were there, like two like Polish immigrants at a disco club. We were two wild and crazy guys. And here's a thing I will tell you: the two most swinging foxes had the huts on for us and are coming here tonight to let us hold on to their big American breasts. Why not? There's nothing preventing them. After all, huh, there's no other pair of Czech brothers who cruise and swing so successfully in tight slacks. <laughs> we are too wild and crazy guys! To me, the Scorpions are that to rock and metal. It's like they're what? very passionate, very fervent, I... oh, okay. but they, they, they just don't... Um, it, it's like they try to do. Yeah, we twitch the hips. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it was always kind of like that. And and then when they sing serious stuff, it's like Don't do gawky Park. It's like. It, I, so what I, I'm getting at, with that I just voice, don't though. think I
2: like scorpions that much. So that's fine. But before you get out of that voice mode, I just want you to say, uh, give her inches and feed her well with that voice.
0: Give her inches and feed her well. By the way, scorpions. Fifty years in, you still need the lyric sheet. You, the, you, you, the, Klaus Meine has a, a very distinct and unique voice, and it's, and and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Uh, I love nope. the guitars, uh, all that good stuff, good band. But yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, you need some translation there.
2: Well, that's that's my whole thing. Like, it wasn't until uh, you know I heard rock, "Rock Me Like a Hurricane" and the, the, when I actually saw that the lyrics were "Give Her Inches and Feed Her Well," I was like. Wow, that's like next <laughs> level of like '80s, you know, hard rock lyrics. I'm mean, like, that, that is a classic line by the. And
0: you got to remember, was, a lot of that stuff we're listening to the fidelity of a single TV uh, speaker, so you sure. or radio, which you know it's yeah. compressed, and you're not really getting the clarity that you get in uh, the systems we listen to this stuff on now. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's a great line. Um,
2: uh, the only my opinion I have on it is the the cover again. It's one of those things like. Uh, do you present your product the right way? And that album cover alone made me, you know what? I'm going to think about this. This looks like they actually put thought behind it. And I I checked out the single Rock Believer. Um, I thought that was a good, you know, like queenish Scorpions, you know, just an anthem. It sounded well produced and it said, you know what? I'll probably check out this. I haven't, that's the only song I've heard so far. So that's my, that's the only opinion I can give to it. But I'm the same way with you as the Scorpions. I own nothing by them i hmm. rock me. It it's rock me like a hurricane was one of those songs that came out that was almost kind of like that and quiet riot were like these things that i had heard like hard rock or whatever back in the day but it never really pulled me into the genre even though it was out there all the time it was just kind of one of those bands that i'd never dug deeper even though they've been around forever so i'm kind of the same way
0: yeah, okay. Uh, so I, I will tell you this. It does very much have that kind of classic Scorpions uh, sound and vibe. I think it's a better representation of a band trying to recapture a, a, an older sound than, say, uh, Sonic Boom or, or Monster was. Uh, I, like, I think the, the song is like, I think Rock Believer is one of the weaker tracks on there. Um, okay. but, uh, the, the And I liked Roots in My Boots or whatever it's called. Uh, but uh, anyway, look, and I liked it enough that I... Don't know that I'll ever go back and listen to it, though. I mean, I just like I said, I think at the end of it, I was like, I really can't nitpick or complain about this thing. I just, it turns out I'm probably not the biggest fan. So.
2: Right, right. So you probably put it next to White Tiger.
0: In your yeah, own White exactly. Tiger. Yeah, will so I'll go back to it once a year to see if I can like it more. Um, okay, good. <laughs> now, what I did buy on an Impulse that was sitting next to it was the new Eddie Vedder CD, Earthling. Um, hmm. A Pearl Jam group uh, is very divided on this. Some people think it's uh, better than, uh, say, Gigaton. Um, some people are mad that Eddie's doing this and touring it and not and Pearl Jam's not touring so that uh, seems to be affecting their opinion on it. Ukulele you or you, no ukulele? N- not that I heard. No, this uh, this is a pretty much straight up kind of rock record. Chad Smith okay. plays on it. I think he's touring with him too. And Oh, oh by the way, the Chili Peppers dropped a new song. I think... I, I mean, giggle at it and still kind of like it. I don't know. Anyway, but uh back yep. to Earthleen. Can we talk about that right after you're done with this? Sure, yes. yeah. We'll get into that in a second here then. Uh um but uh I like Earthleen. I like it a lot better than Gigaton. Uh it it, it still kind of it's Eddie's voice so it's going to give you a, a, a reminder of Pearl Jam, but it is a little different. You know, um but uh, So it's not like Into the solid. Wild. It's not a,
2: it's a rock album. It's not like Into the Wild, which was a different kind of vibe for him. Did you ever hear that? It was like the soundtrack
0: to the movie. Oh, no. I know what you're talking about. I did not hear that. No. Okay. All right. So, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't. This was not on my radar at all. Other than that, that the fact that uh, some people were commenting in a Pearl Jam group I'm in, and then uh, thumbs up. I would I mean, recommend just asking. It. Yeah, I, okay. I, I I love the record. I think it's solid from to back. There, it, it's not a, it's not a banger that you're going to throw in and just crank all the way through, but it is uh, it's an enjoyable listen. I'll definitely be playing that more than once. <laughs> By the way, if you want to
2: hear a great interview about the album and with Eddie Vedder in general, check out uh, I think it's called Smartless with uh, Jason. Bateman
0: oh, really? Yeah, and, yeah. And, I listened to that and, show.
2: Uh, Will Arnett, yeah, great interview. Really funny. He's he comes off really well in it too. What's your overall re-
0: read on Will Arnett?
2: Um, he's okay. I think he's yeah. he's uh he's supported by people around him. I think he's good. The the banter on that show is I've only heard that episode. That that show's good. Oh. But Will Arnett's uh you know he does a good Lego Batman
0: voice. That's why yeah. <laughs> he does that's one thing. Kinda, it seems like, uh right, uh, right. And he does it pretty good. There's, there's no doubt. But yeah, so I, I, I think he has to be in an ensemble. Uh, I wasn't mentioning Met for the podcast. I think those three guys talking are all pretty loose and fun on there. So yeah, it's a good, good yeah. show. Um, but, well, uh, good um, tip. Uh, yeah, but yeah, new chili peppers. You gotta, if for me, you have to watch the video when you listen to it. I, I know they have two singles out. The only thing
2: I've heard is black summer. Okay, yes, so that's only the only one i've heard, heard too okay so i will just tell you that my review of that is this and that is that mm. bing dong, bing, gong, bong. <laughs> right well you got that going on that, that we're thinking but i'm just saying like I, you listen to it and it's like yeah it sounds like the chili peppers but anytime that john uh did you say it for is that how you say his
0: name for shante
2: thank you yeah, yeah I, I made it he's an italian dish if i say it but the but the He's an amazing guitarist, and and it's like that song Dan, "Danny California," um, that came out. Like the song itself is, you know, it sounds kind of sounds like Tom Petty. But as soon as that guitar kicks in, man, for I I love his guitar. Like for that, yeah. so the "Black Summer" I actually think is a pretty decent song, only because the last two minutes is basically him just layering on guitar on top of the song. So that's my review of it.
0: And did you see the video?
2: No, I've not. I, sorry, I don't have any amusing anecdotes because I've not seen the funny stuff about it. That's just my well. Review, I
0: don't. So. I don't believe it's intentionally funny. Uh, I'm going to oh. flat out say oh, that, uh, okay. and I'll tell you that uh, Anthony Kiedis. I, I, now this goes back a ways. I'm starting to think that basically, because you know he was kind of a dreamboat kind of guy in the '90s, right? Uh, yeah. Walk around shirtless, women. The would, whole band did, uh, yeah. and and pantless, and with yeah. Sock. But no, I mean, look, anybody sock. that wanted to wanted to bang Flea was banging him because he was famous and 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 rich. <laughs> uh, okay. Anthony probably could have done well while he was homeless. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. Uh, it seems like he's basically on a quest to make sh- to like you know. It's like he 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 wants someone to love him for who he is. So he's going to make himself as unappealing as possible. He has. A redneck trailer park. I don't even know how to describe this haircut. It's like a bowl cut in the front, nice, shaved on the sides with with a mullet in the back, but but not a like long one, just kind of. And it looks like he did it himself, and he was eight. Uh, and if you go back a couple records, he went through this whole like phase where he dressed like one of the like almost literally like a Mario from Mario Brothers.
2: I do uh, remember that and the mustache, yeah. the terrible yeah. mustache. Yeah. He
0: still has the, the terrible mustache, but he's got a new okay. haircut. And he, he's not wearing the s- red suspenders with a yellow shirt, um, but and a plumber's <laughs> so hat. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: hey, guys, yeah, no. I'm thinking about going for the Mario or the Luigi look. Which one do you think? Which one, A or B? Yeah.
0: The Chili Peppers definitely have seemed to have fallen into just like this is our groove now. This is all oh, we do. God yes. Which is you know you mentioned Danny California. It's that song just kind of like repurposed yeah. and. Uh, but you know what? I, the more i not a, I a hitter, though. This,
4: I, I
2: liked it. You know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that always amuses me is when people rip on Anthony
0: about not being that greatest singer. I'm like,
2: what? He's fine for the music. I've never had an issue. Yeah, uh, with his did voice.
0: you hear? No, uh, did you happen to watch the the th- episode I did with Dave Brewington? He brought that up when we were talking about the Super Bowl halftime. It's a common. Uh, it's a common theme. I've have n- literally Thunder never Wars. heard that. But he's not that great of a singer, by the way. He's not no, rangier. Like, but no. no, he's perfect for that band. I thought what was ridiculous about Dave's comment. I, I probably should have addressed it a little harder with him. But, I, but no, I think I made my point pretty clear. I don't think his stuff is that hard to sing. I don't think under no, the bridge is, is, and and the idea that like it would take him seventy takes to get it, I'm like I don't like. I think the guy's got a natural vibe to what he does. You know it. it and it, you know what? This is one of the the double standards that women have over or men have over women in music is that like, it, it seems like if you're a female singer, you have to be fucking a level. Otherwise, you don't have a shot. Whereas you got guys like Ozzy, Anthony Kiedis, David Lee Roth, uh, you know, all over the map. Lemmy has a very distinct style. No, I don't think you could actually call him a, a fabulous singer. Um, no. We get that break. So uh, let's take advantage of it, boys. A
4: lazy rain am I The skies refuse to cry
0: Yesterday, I got a text from uh, Josh Toomey, and it was a Spotify link to a band that opened for Tool. He said, I would like these guys. Uh, I don't have Spotify, and the link didn't say even the name, so I asked him who it was. And uh, so he responded with, I guess you'll never know. And <laughs> and I'm like that guy. Yeah, he he is he loves Spotify more than music. Uh, so the, the joke I texted him was like, "Hey, buddy, what's your favorite band?" And Josh Toomey responds, "Spotify." And so, oh yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, great minds think alike. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, uh, it, 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 do you like music? Uh, do you mean Spotify? That's right. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. All right. uh, uh, well, uh Spotify, of course, you know, one of the uh, many targets when it comes to streaming services paying out artists. Uh, it's also been in the news a lot lately because of the whole Joe Rogan, uh, Neil Young nonsense. Um, but uh, there was a British indie pop group, is what they're they're going by the headline here, called the Pocket Gods, and they are announcing an album of a thousand thirty second songs supposedly in response to spotify's royalty policy now to give you a little background the the payout to the artist hits once somebody hits the 30 second mark on a song so they figured they would have a thousand songs that are 30 seconds or slightly longer and that would just the the, they're claiming i mean look they're getting some publicity out of it so that's really the, the main goal here uh, and good for them, uh, this is clever enough on that sense uh, I'll hand that to them, but yeah, they are trying to highlight the thing that you know we've preached about on this show. like so I've definitely hammered home that uh, more money needs to go to the artists and uh, I don't know uh, I shared this story with you. it's definitely topical for our, our program. What do you what are sure. your thoughts here?
2: Uh, first my, my review of Spotify as a whole is uh, shittiest payout to artists, greatest user interface. There's nobody that comes closer. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried, I, I've tried right now. I'm trying Amazon music. I've used Apple music before, you know, all these different ones. What about Quibi? Qualifies. I don't know what that is. Is that a
0: joke? Uh, no. Um, um, it's supposed to really have a higher, higher res uh, audio too. It doesn't okay. Apple actually claim to have uh, like, Look, I don't use any of them, so I'm only speaking on uh, comments that I hear from people. Like, well, Michael Beinhorn is always sharing stuff like this, as far as like places to check out. Um, <laughs> you know, real quick side note: Michael Beinhorn posted on Facebook, "Hey, you know, this was right as the uh, uh, Spotify versus Joe Rogan thing happened. He's like, he he put a question out there, and he's like." You know, for people that are looking for something other than Spotify, what are some services that you recommend? And he says, this is not a post to politicize or talk about Spotify and Neil Young and Joe Rogan. And, of course, it it, it went sideways. But, like, I read all these comments, and I just (laughs) put, I don't know if he got the joke or not. I thought it was fucking hilarious. But, you know, of course, he's got a thousand comments to read through here. But, like, when... for people that are like all they're bitching and then there's just my comment, I'm like I like CDs. <laughs> <I'm> like, <Perfect. laughs> I, I kind of I wanted it to be read in Aaron Camaro's voice though. I just uh, oh sure, or maybe Eddie Trunk or uh, LaFonzi. Yeah, One of those guys, any of those dudes. Right. Uh,
2: Bring what? back the CD. <laughs>
0: Anyway, back to you. Did you? You know where were we going here? Oh no, no, but but to, to go on that. Well, I will tell you this. Like, they don't I have the have, shittiest payout, by the way. I I, I um. I think YouTube is, have, is the worst. I think YouTube. I don't is the not even consider. Worst.
2: Yes, YouTube's going to be the worst, but that's not specifically only a music streaming service. So YouTube but, Music is a music streaming service. I do understand that. Never, yes, it's whatever. not video. You are, you are Okay. Whatever you say, but it's, it's still, it's, it's an offshoot. It's an afterthought for them
0: versus the rest of the stuff. I don't think you realize how many people get their music from YouTube. <laughs> I do. I do. But right. it's, it, that, right. that
2: shitty payout's been there forever for people that have videos, too. Um, anyway, sure. so going back, going back to this, the, the, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ones that have, like Amazon actually has HD audio, which is 16-bit. Then there's 24-bit. There's Ultra. They actually have Dolby Atmos, out there, like you can actually listen if you had the speaker system on Amazon. You could listen to the new Destroyer one in the full yeah. surround sound.
0: Oh, really? In uh, five point one, huh? Yep, yep. Mm. I'd anyway, like to hear that.
2: Right. So, so they have, it, but but again, terrible user interface. Uh, but going back to the uh, uh, the thirty second deal, I checked the, these guys out. You know, clever little thing to do that they're doing, and then I realized they've been doing this since two thousand seventeen. So, it's kind of like an old news thing that they kind of refresh. They've, they've done this. They've had the same spiel because it's been the same thing about the 30 second payout for years, but it's topical now. So, they, they grab their stuff. But they have, I think they have uh, probably 10,000 30 second songs. They're all
0: horrible. <laughs> you know, that still takes some work, man. Uh, oh, sure. you got to plug in your guitar, hit a few chords. Well, look, song. you know, and, 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 and I'm about to point out because people always like to say, well, you know, it's not just Spotify. I know. It's not the other companies coming out going going to, you know, making themselves part of the story like the the guy who hosts it, um, uh, you know, because he comes out and says, you can't just do one record a year and expect to make money. You know, right. it, you know, go fuck yourself. You didn't create anything, man. You're a goddamn suit. Uh, so, yeah, you want to be out there. You want to be frontal. You want to be the biggest. You're going to get that. You're going to be the one that everybody referenced. You know what I mean? It's like when people called every MP3 player an iPod for a couple of years. Uh, right. it's just, just the way it goes. It, no, it's it, part of the territory.
2: I will say, though, that, that I have, I've been playing around with trying different ones because the fact is is that uh, Spotify is, besides YouTube, if you're going to say, because I did, wasn't part of that article, they have this like, kicker. It's not just like the number of streams. There's also another kicker of like total streams overall for the platform divided by this times that. It is the shittiest yeah. payout of all of them. So, right, is, fair I fine.
0: know they I know they've been doing some kind of. We've talked about it, so I'm not going to be rated. Um, go back to listen to some of our, our Spotify uh, episode specifically. I get into it, but yeah, they they've definitely been maneuvering their way to find ways to pay even less to the artists. So, correct. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. So anyway. They're going the wrong fucking direction. You know what I mean? And I just I don't know it. And I would like to at least uh, touch on it with you because you were on the Monsters of Rock cruise when I had Wally on, and it was definitely a topic that I would have liked to talk to you on, but uh, maybe at some point we get into uh, a little ext- more extended conversation on the, the Neil Young, Joe Rogan uh, Spotify debacle that, that popped up. I mean, most of my thoughts are on there, but there has been some development since uh, that episode that maybe we can touch on at a later time. I, yep. I, I mentioned it because we didn't really prep for this, but we were talking Spotify.
2: No, I definitely will get into it, but... That is an episode in and of itself, pretty much, so I think we'll uh, table that for now, and there's probably going to be some more information that pops up between this recording and next as well. that will be. Uh, it more does fun seem of. like it,
0: it keeps going, but uh, yep. anyway. Yep. <laughs>
2: I mentioned about this uh, a couple weeks ago, but I think that we were going to add a new, I uh, think the program, which is basically our version of at the movies with Siskel and Ebert. And, uh, you know, you've had <laughs> some LC great, Baco? <laughs> that's right. El And Baco, uh, you know, we've had some great reviews of Lama and the one that you suckered me in with *American pickle lately, uh, uh yes. that, I, that I watched on a flight. And now I'd like to hear your review to see if you're going to convince me <laughs> to, to uh, one way or the other to see the new, uh, Dave Grohl, uh, you know, film, uh,
0: please break it down. Uh, yeah, the Foo Fighters in Studio Six Six Six. Save Girl has been possessed. <laughs> now he's on a murderous rampage. Any chefs in the group? I'm pretty handy on the grill. <laughs> 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 so fucking juicy. Uh, basically, kind of a comedy horror movie, which actually is very much that might if I, that might be my favorite genre. Um, but uh, I almost like unintentional comedy horror. Better, but uh. what's another uh, comedy horror movie like? Like an
2: Evil Dead? Would you consider that? In there? Yeah,
0: Evil Dead definitely. Um, uh, you know, like that, that that whole franchise, Evil Dead Two, Cra- uh, Army Krampus? of Darkness, Krampus definitely counts. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, any of that kind of loosey goosey kind of like dark is comedy. Scream, shit. Is Scream,
2: a meta, or is it a comedy?
0: Um, it's not so much a comedy. You know, the weird thing is, every time I hear Scream, I have to pause. Was that the the scary movie spoofs, or is that Scream? Because oh, scary all movie. were happening at the right. same time. Right. You know, uh, yeah, scary movie, uh, the, or the scary movie, see, I just did it. Scream, I, I liked the first one a lot. After that, it was kind yeah. of a waste. Uh, yeah, me but, too. Uh, uh, anyway, but uh, Studio 666, I have not gone to a movie theater since the initial lockdown in 2020. Um, so this was the first time. This was only in theaters initially. And I knew, I don't know, I, I know enough people on social media we're going to go on i just i just wanted to catch it as kind of quick as i could and it turns out we we were able to go on release night with both my wife's mine and my wife's schedule so yeah we went to uh the mall of america here in uh the twin cities uh they just revamped and and just totally did a whole new setup it's it's a new movie experience and i will never go watch a movie there again so they really didn't change much at all Um, all right that that was the only real complaint but i don't know there might be a change in how people view movies now that might be a deal breaker for old man gramps uh here uh if if turning your phone on you know, just just to see what time it is you know in 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 visual in the visual field of anybody is going to be a common thing or i just don't know that i can go to a movie theater anymore it's just think, so think fucking
2: about that anybody that turns on their phone during a movie to check what time does time do you think it is it started at this time it's a 90 minute to 2 hour movie where the hell do you have to go yeah you, you, you section this time off obviously if you're
0: sitting your ass down watching this movie yeah you saying yeah you 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 paid 14 bucks to you know to sit down here two people came in i kid you not 40 minutes into the movie and they they talked for about two minutes, pulled up their phones, actually had a video playing on one of them. Oh and it God. was really to the point that I was going to actually like, All right, I'm going to go ask for my money back here. And then it stopped. So it lasted about two minutes. It was inconvenient, but then it was done. But they, of course, come in with their fucking styrofoam clams shell of, of dinner, you know, because it's one of those <laughs> things now. Um, OK, but OK,
2: I want before you go over to the review. At this point, I want our, our, our audience to know how many uh, old man shaking fists have, have we had so far in this
0: episode? I'm <laughs> going to count two. at least four. Okay. All right. Uh, well, as, as, as we announced last time, I'm a grandpa now. So now it's kind of obligated. Uh, Your lawn is um, empty. Yeah. When, when, I come out, when, when I come out of the basement after recording this, I'm literally going to go outside, stand on my front step, and just shake my fist for a few minutes. So uh, <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's the, the go to move. I'm going to try to do it with the metal horns, though, to kind of keep some of the oh, the uh, keep uh keep up with my like creed. Um, if you add but, the metal horns, it's not
2: shaking your fist like an angry old man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So there's going to be a couple spoilers in here um, for anybody that 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 uh, is worried about that, but nothing too terrible. By the way, it overall the acting is not very good. Of course. <laughs> um, sure uh but i was actually the very opening scene it, i almost wonder if they shot it in the order we see it because it gets better the acting i'm talking about oh. uh the opening scene acting and dialogue is just dreadful to the point where i was like oh shit this is not <laughs> even going to be good funny like or, or good bad you know what i mean right, this is right. going to be bad bad but no uh and you know and and dave's you know I don't know. He's he's a uh, good enough of a character, and he's done a lot of stuff. It really is kind of like a two-hour Foo Fighters music video, as far as like sensibility and stuff like that. It's very light, got a sense of humor. The basic premise is they're going in to record their tenth album. Dave has writer's block, gets possessed by a demon. The demon takes him down a new path. By the way, love the direction, and I hope that record actually does come out. They're they're saying there's like uh, uh, a bunch of these kind of like stoner death metal kind of songs they recorded. Huh. I know they were they released one track that was kind of cool but i mean it's not fucking foo fighters music but uh i actually thought it was was ripping but and so dave gets more and more possessed and then he starts killing people and then um in the end, things work out the way they work out. I'm not going to ruin the ending for anybody. Uh, yeah, And it has um, Jeff uh, Garland is his name. I think he's from Curb uh, yep. Enthusiasm, Kirby Enthusi- Enthusiasm and, and the Goldbergs. And it has a, a girl who, uh, oh, Whitney Cummings is, is in the movie as well. Oh, really? And there's a girl who's in a bunch of the recent American Horror Story anthology se- seasons um, in it as well that I recognize. But other than that, it's, it's the, the six guys in the band. And uh, yeah, it's it's all fun. Pat Pat Smear's bedtime outfits are are pretty uh <laughs> comical. Is um, there a
2: Segway chase
0: at any time? There there is not. No. Hmm. Um but okay. uh uh it it is pretty funny it's it look it's not a terribly great movie by any means but it it is a lot of fun and it was it was nice for a date night uh with me and the wife that kind of stuff it's 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 super light easily digestible as people might say but i I did see like they called it a flop it came in at 10th with 1.5 million and i i I only say this because i'm like i was a little surprised it was going to be in the theaters because i'm like right the, the audience for that is really fucking limited yeah so I don't think the expectations were much. I wonder what they were. I wonder if you know they were almost like the Melvins when they saw they sold thirty thousand records. They're like fucking a man, and the record company's like no, yeah. Like were they like like fuck we one point five million? You know I mean so I mean it was a pretty wide release. It was in all the theaters I looked at. Interesting.
2: Yeah. No. I would I would think that. I was surprised it was in the theater, too. I mean, I'll see it. Uh, that's not a movie that, you know, just like you, it got you out of your house to go, Dave Grohl brought you back to the movie theaters. You know, that's yeah. not that's normal. That shows what, what a rock fan you are, period, or, or Foo Fighters. But they, in general, but like, however you want to put it, if you're a music, ex- uh, you know, a movie executive, are you saying like, okay, Foo Fighters are the, you know, the rock band out there. This will be the main, most mainstream thing they will push it. I, I still don't think that 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 in general, even the biggest band in the world, you're going to get that. 1.5 million for that movie
0: yeah. sounds pretty good for what did Metallica for, do for the through the never? I mean, I mean, I, man, I, I, that was a
2: huge, well, I think that cost them. I think they put 20 million into that. Or oh, like that. they ended up <laughs> and they ended up doing, um, like at least at most half, it was a big fail, but, but that again, that is all bad marketing. I, that's a whole different talk too. the name of it. The kid on the cover for the, the, uh, posters, all that was just a bad, bad idea overall. I had no interest in seeing it. I thought it was one of those things I'm like, you know what? I'll watch it at home. I don't, I don't need. To go I didn't really understand
0: like what it was when they were kind of promoting right. it. You know, it was kind of half concert,
2: movie. half terrible story adventure in between scenes, stuff like that. But yeah, this is the a straight acting, up movie. So yeah. Would you say that the you, acting
0: is uh, better than Fan of the Park? Slightly. You okay. know what, I would, I'll tell you this, and, and, I'll, and I'll elaborate in a second. The acting sure. is very much, as someone who's shot his own little low-budget movies. This is going to be the best Halloween ever. My dad's letting us use his cabin where all those orphans were murdered, and Shore's got a new bikini. Don't
1: forget the Reaper. Mom says you're supposed to call her when you get there. Shut up, Jade!
0: <sighs> Plus, there's no cell phone service, so nobody can bother us.
1: All right, who wants some Mad Dog? Yeah, yeah, I do! Oh, not me. What? Come on, man, it's Halloween. Sorry, guys. I'm going to jerk off later. Yeah. All, right. All right. All right. Whew! That is smooth. All right, pass that bottle around, bitch. At least we don't have to worry about Brett Michaels this year. Cheers to that.
0: Took care of that motherfucker last year. Let's get by.
1: Fuck off
3: already.
0: Lay off him, Treb. Is this Cherry Mad Dog?
3: HELL YEAH!
0: What, you don't like cherry? No, cherry's fine, but guys, today's Halloween. So? So we're in trouble. What? Why? Yeah, what's the big deal? You mean, you guys don't know? No. No. You guys know who Janie Lane is, right? Yeah, he's the cherry pie guy, eh? Well, the night he died, he was drinking Cherry Mad Dog.
1: So? You just don't get it, do you? Drinking Cherry Mad Dog on Halloween
0: opens the gates for the ghost of the Cherry Pie Guy to possess your soul. They say every Halloween, anyone who drinks Cherry Mad Dog becomes possessed by the demon soul of the Cherry Pie Guy. Jesus, I forgot all about that.
1: What? You guys are crazy. Buckle's right, Treb. I heard about this on TMZ, so it's gotta be true.
3: Me too. When he died, his spirit was drunk on Cherry Mad Dog. Every Halloween, it craves more and possesses the poor sons of
1: bitches dumb enough to drink it.
0: If you've seen any of my Jesus Chrysler band movies that I've done, mm-hmm. the acting is very on par with that. It's very okay. The script very much is the same where there's a lot of like... You know, as a matter of fact, they confirm this on an interview with Jimmy Kimmel. But it's like, what's my line? Someone off screen, offset set is yelling it at him, and then they right. just repeat it, and then they edit the whole movie together when they're all said and done. None of, None of the lines are terribly lengthy. There isn't any long monologues. Uh, there's a great scene where uh, Dave tears Pat Smear's head off about like how he's a rock star and dems the rules. Uh, that's fucking pretty hilarious. I like any band that. that-
2: you know, even the even the shittiest Saturday Night Live s- sketch that has a band that you enjoy. I just like bands having fun like that. So I would probably give it a ton of, of slack
0: for, for that, yeah. that kind of acting. You know
2: what I mean? Like just – at least that you're trying this. That's
0: cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And- it, you, at no point do you feel like these people are trying to win an Oscar or do something no. that's out of their depth, and that's one anyway. thing that stuck out too. Typically, like when I see like a a movie where actors play rock musicians or roadies or rock roadie managers, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's always kind of like it's so insulting. It's like this is not how it is. But like, kiss me, it's a phantom. This movie, I'm trying to think. of like even the the Beatles movies. I never get that feeling, even though they're doing things far more ridiculous and far more outside of like the norm of what could have happened, right? But it's just like, well, but that is how a rock star looks, walks, acts, and talks. He just doesn't get possessed by a demon. I can accept that. I just can't accept the fact that every manager has an English accent. Yeah, you know, sure. and, and it's like, that's how it goes with the groupies, groupies in the back, the coffee. You know, it's like it's always just some stupid thing like that. But anyway, one
2: more question about that is, is, is the band living in this uh, house for the album? Maybe. Or is this or Is the narrative the fact that they all live together like the Beatles are? No, yeah. Are like Dave exposed. convinces
0: them uh, to uh, that. They need to stay here while they record. Okay. Um, and okay. so then, then there's debate on who's going to call whose wife to explain that to him. So anyway, uh, now there was one thing that, that, that popped up pretty quick in the movie. And then I started to see more and more references that I'm pretty sure Dave Grohl uh, is a fan of my work. Uh, uh, there's a lot of inspiration because oh. Oh, really? on, on, I've done my own Halloween shorts. Mm-hmm. I've, sure. I've released music. And there is some commonalities that, that once you get to that third, fourth, and fifth example, it's difficult to ignore, loose It's difficult to accept. No, because everything Hold I want about to
2: say. Okay go, ahead. okay, go ahead, go ahead, please. About, about, but I'm getting the theme that you're saying that there may have been some inspiration for this movie.
0: Inspiration or flat-out plagiarism. I don't know. You call really? it really uh nope. <laughs> Okay, all right. Or, you know, maybe certain ideas aren't that unique and People not connected at all can can put them together, uh, but uh, <laughs> or my personal favorite theory, Dave Grohl is Bizarro Baco, or I'm Bizarro Dave Grohl. Ooh. Like he's rich and famous, I am neither. You know what I mean? Uh, right. He he's a black haired singer, or and I'm a blonde haired singer frontman. Sure. You know what I mean? Okay, right. a lot, a lot. Of, you can, we could keep going, but I think people get the drift. So no, that's I, mean, my I, mean,
2: that, I mean, before you even get into this, I mean. I have seen a lot of likes from Pat Smear on your videos.
0: (laughs) He's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) What a great name! All right, so everything, every claim I'm about to make is easily time-stamped and verifiable. These, everything I'm about to talk about has been on YouTube for years. Uh, The the music I'm going to reference that I've written and recorded and put out there came out in 2008. Uh, So let's just go down my little personal list of uh, examples of what I'm in. All right. So at one point, there is an exorcism of Dave Grohl, who is possessed by a demon. Now, in my own uh, movie called uh, The Exorvention, I am possessed by a demon. Dave is possessed by a demon. (laughs) An exorcism is attempted by the band members. Now, in mine, they, they actually try an intervention because they, they got it wrong, um, and they, they, they reschedule it for an exorcist. But uh, not the whole band does it. Only the bass player and the guitar player do the, the, the exorcism. In my video, the bass player and the guitar player are the only people doing the exorvent, or the exorcism. Okay? Mm. That's one. That's number one. I'm writing the notes down here. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm looking at this this one so
2: far. Might be defendable, but keep yeah. going.
0: All right. There is a vomit scene where Dave just dramatically vomits in a way that, like, it doesn't, like, they don't even try to make it look real. Like, it looks like there's a tube on the side of his cheek spewing all this stuff out. Sure. Sure. Also in the extravention, you can see the exact same thing where I do this kind of ridiculous, doesn't even look like it's possible that I'm actually, like it's not coming out of my mouth, even though I'm trying to give the visual representation that it is. In Brett Michaels' Ghost Zombie... Um, my there's favorite. A, yeah. There's a scene where uh, uh, the three of us are looking for Duffy and we find his arm, just his arm. Sure. In the Foo Fighters' uh, uh, studio 666 uh there is a scene where dave is tossing uh taylor t- chopped up body into a wood chipper mm-hmm. and uh, pat smear and um uh pat and uh, what's the bass player's name uh steve okay we're just gonna go with uh, guitar and drummer are watching and they recognize the arm as their drummers because they, they, rec- they know it's um they know it's Taylor that he's tossing in there because they recognize the arm, which is now severed just as it was in Brett Michaels' Ghost Zombie. Um, of course, I already touched on this. The front man is possessed by a demon. Covered that one. And then the whole concept of this, the reason this is happening, the reason he got this, this whole thing, is the, the whole basis of the story is that rock music is dead because we don't have Satan in it any, anymore. Loose. Mm. I literally wrote an entire fucking record based on that premise. It, what, what, what about, oh yeah, the Devil Were Art, though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's several songs on that album that is basically saying music was better when people thought it might turn your kid into a Satanist. Right. And that we lost that fear and then rock became less relevant.
2: Baco, are you surprised? That people are, are borrowing from from your your wealth of of, uh, of quality entertainment on the YouTubes. Are you surprised to begin with?
0: No, well, a little.
2: <laughs> I am not because if I'm going to do a rock a, a rock uh, horror uh, comedy movie, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to search Jesus Chrysler for source material. <laughs> now, here's my other question: Is there a scene where they they drink cold gin
0: in the backyard and realize it doesn't taste good and spit it everywhere? Oh man, that would have really pushed it over the top. I might be like, have. I would have had an aneurysm if that would have happened. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's probably my favorite one. If they had done that that entire scene, like uh, just exactly the same, the, 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 yeah. the, you would have been like in the Twilight Zone at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, there's probably a ton of stuff. Uh, is there any more? Or is that it? A-
0: no, that, 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 those are the main gripes I took away from it. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't even call them gripes because right now I've just given like five to 50 people the same gripes about my stuff. So like, wait a second. I did that first. You know, there's a whole, uh, South park episode where, um, they're trying to come up with a new idea and it turns out every new idea they had, the Simpsons already did. So that's kind of the world we're living in. So right.
2: Everything's just uh built on other stuff,
0: right? What's your move here though? What's your, what's your end game? Oh, I don't have one. No, I just, I, I basically, this is it to share this, Take a little credit for myself. Also, try to like point out that it's probably not the most unique ideas in the world to begin right. with, and uh, and just you know take a little joy that that Dave Grohl and I are very symbiotic beings. It's an amazing, amazing movie. I'm glad that uh, I was clearly the only inspiration and in source material that they leaned on.
2: I think that is the wrong way to handle this. I think the mm. way to handle this is for you to once once it's uh, it's available for home viewing if it isn't already for streaming that you line up side by side with scenes <laughs> on one of those things that has the tickers in the bottom, the time, and you show your your scene and the Dave Grohl scene ah. next to it. Okay? For each one because they show that sometimes like uh, when it came out, they were showing that shot by shot, the T V version intro was exactly the same as the movie version they're like they did they changed nothing here it's exactly the same scene like that but so that's what you need is one of those things that and then you take that you represent yourself in court okay you go up there and you you, you stand <laughs> behind the judge you need to sue them but with no actual legal help and everything like that just, just oh uh, nice okay just to uh, just hey, it'd be a be gr- a great cheap way to meet the band Listen, and if you thought it was, we already get our things on Blabbermouth. But if you sue Dave Grohl over Jesus Chrysler clips, you're definitely going to get on Blabbermouth
0: for that. Oh man, you know what? My buddy, my buddy's dad is a lawyer. I should probably talk to him. Yeah, see if it just just for the headline alone. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, the Nirvana kids suing him.
2: Look, if there's any time for a lawyer to go uh, to get some help and do pro bono work, why not? Why not for 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 the the you know the whatever you consider yourself the uh what do you call yourself
0: of Jesus Christ or just the lead singer, the uh front man
2: creator, that whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I'm basically um, the the, the singer, songwriter, brains, front man, eye candy guitarist, uh, you know, be all end all of Jesus Chrysler. Listen, I I am Jesus Chrysler.
2: Jesus Chrysler versus (laughs) the Foo Fighters, two ridiculously named bands going head to head against each other in front of the American public. That alone. And maybe that will get Satan back in rock and roll.
0: To find out that Eddie Vedder is not a fan of Motley Crue. Uh, did you hear about this? Yeah. I mean, when I think Eddie Vedder, I think he definitely
2: appreciates basis that, that 40 years in decide to have a flamethrower come out of their base. Yeah. I mean, right?
0: well, I mean, don't you imagine him like just sitting on Sniffer's Row at a gentleman's club uh, sure. watching a lady perform her dance to uh, girls, girls, girls? And he's like, this is my jam. That's all, all That's how I envision Eddie Vedder when he's not at work.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I figure it's. I figure that that most. I gotta
0: go, guys. Uh, I, I t- see City Ed- Bar closes at two a.m. Yeah, I
2: see Eddie Vedder every morning getting up, doing his his yoga to Red Hot.
0: Uh, you know, well, just to add a little uh, uh, color to the, what we're talking about here, Eddie Vedder was interviewed, and he basically talked about how he was never a fan of that whole scene and he talked about Motley Crue specifically and some of their misogynistic lyrics and stuff mm-hmm. uh and well that of course Nikki Six was not having it so he he went back at him and said Pearl Jam is boring and then and then uh Eddie countered uh being called boring by uh um pointing out at a recent concert, he's on a solo tour right now, uh, he looked back at the drummer Chad Smith's kit and said, you'll notice that it works fine without levitating or rotating. It just, it doesn't <laughs> need to do anything. So, which is obviously a, a little cheap shot at Tommy, I did not but, hear
2: that one. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty funny. I got to tell you, Every drum kit, better if it rotates and, le- <laughs> and, <laughs> and levitates, though, in my <laughs> opinion.
0: You know, but, yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with, with entertaining the audience. There's uh, uh, definitely two different styles to do that with, with Pearl Jam and Motley Crue. Uh, so. Can I
2: jump in here real quick, though?
0: Yeah. I, I think you, uh,
2: uh, part of this is factual. Pearl Jam, yes, they are boring between 96 and uh, 2005, <laughs> <laughs> but, but pre and after that time, not too bad. I, I, I tell you, Pro Jam fan, you can love both. You can love Motley
0: Crue, and you can love Pro Jam. We don't have to pick sides here. You know who else loves both? Who? Stone Gossard. He decided to join the conversation. He oh, was uh, please. interviewed on, on Revolver's podcast, that's, and that's he was it. asked uh, on that. He did a very um, – well, he didn't – Let's just, he didn't really wave into it specifically, but he said, Hey, I was a fan of Motley Crue. I had, the apparently, a, a copy of the original leather records, Too Fast Ooh, for Love, when it came out. Nice. Um, I actually have his quote here. I can just read it straight up. Uh, so, yeah, he was on Revolver's Fan First Podcast, and his comment was... Um, Uh, him, Jeff, and Mike, they all love hard rock and they went through it all. He, I bought the first Motley Crue record on Leather Records. I thought it was at the time, it was punk like, it had that same energy. It's like Motorhead. So, not exactly throwing his support behind Eddie, but also not like throwing him under the bus. But it's, uh, it's uh, a little fun little side thing to pay attention to during the Olympics because who, who watches the Olympics anymore, right? Right. But I got to tell you,
2: too, (laughs) just in general,
0: uh, uh, Mike McCready,
2: right? Mm-hmm. big, big uh, Kiss fan, or at least Ace Fran or, or whatever like that, Pulling yep. out Black Diamond and stuff like that. I think one of the reasons that Pro Jam has persevered is the fact that they have that energy of, of rock in general behind, behind them, no matter if they're playing a really uh, gentle uh, Eddie song or not
0: yeah yes. i no i've never been able to uh, i've never seen pearl Jam live in person so oh, I'm based this largely on um yeah uh, that, i hope to correct that uh but uh, I'm basing this comment basically on video performances i it is difficult to be as stripped down as they are and then also deliver a high yes. energy show and I think that they do it uh 100%. It, it from you know that they they don't need a lot that the band's energy does translate through the music into the crowd. Uh, and and so uh, kudos to that, you know what I mean? But I also really like to see shit blow up, you know what I mean? I'll enjoy (laughs) the music at a Pearl Jam show more than Rammstein, but that Rammstein concert's gonna be fucking enjoyable as hell if it actually happens.
2: Yeah, you can have both, I gotta tell you. But but yeah, they bring it with with the stripped-down show, and I saw them open for Tom Petty at at, uh, Summerfest like in 2006 or something like that. I mean, they're also the master of the slow burn opener, they pull yeah. they'll pull like uh you know for an opening song very few bands can do that like they slowly build it and then kill kick in that like uh song 3 or so
0: anyway yeah i was i was not even aware that's how they did it until uh craig smith told sometimes. me that sometimes uh, yeah so, yeah i don't think it's, it's every still time kind of a, they, it's it's not an easy thing to uh to pull off and the fact that they uh they clearly can so Well, you know, before we get into the last uh, little bit of news here, I do want to mention that the coffee I'm drinking today is a very special coffee. It is fresh ground this morning, uh, freshly brewed, obviously, this morning. Ellison Roast in Peace. I ordered some over Christmas, and I'm just uh, now digging into it. So it is a delicious, delicious coffee. I highly recommend it. And I'm I'm not getting paid to say this. I I, I bought this, but it is... I'm not a coffee snob. Like, I, I... I will probably prefer to get a convenience store cup of coffee over, say, Starbucks at Caribou. But uh, every now and then, I'll, I'll, I'll get a more of a, a boutique-y kind of thing. Sure. There was a place in New York City that we stopped at that had a cup that blew me away. I can't remember the name of it anymore, but uh, it was right around the corner from the hotel, if that helps people. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Seattle, I had a good cup of uh, coffee out there. I can't remember what that was. Uh, you know, Again, don't really care that much about it, but yeah, I love this stuff. It's uh, uh, very delicious, so. Uh, I mean,
2: I can tell, definitely tell you tell that you're more spunky this morning.
3: Hmm.
0: Very good. That's uh, good to hear. So uh, speaking of spunk, um, <laughs> did you get a chance to check out any of the Hulu show, Pam and Tommy? I have seen, I tried
2: to watch the second episode, but uh, I've only seen the first 10 minutes of it. I've watched the first episode and a little bit of the second.
0: Now, I, I know we both felt the same when we saw the trailer. Like we expected very, our expectations were super low. The trailer gave us some optimism that this might actually be uh, a decent program. Is that 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 fair assessment oh, of yeah. your end? Especially with okay. the, the the cast. Uh, for those unfamiliar,
2: I can't remember her name. Who is? Do you remember the lady that plays Pam Anderson? Uh, Lily James. Lily James again. Uh, not the body type. I mean, definitely some some special effects for for her and everything like that. But she has she's been she's played like the Disney Cinderella character. She's been in Downton Abbey. Um, oh, the guy that plays Tommy Lee is, is, uh, what's his name again? Help me out here.
0: I'm feeding it all to he, you. He, he is first and
2: last name both start with the letter S. Yeah. See, I, I forget <laughs> his name, but, but it's Tommy Lee. I was unfamiliar, but I guess he's in the Marvel universe somewhere. Um, yeah. you'd tell we done a lot of research here, but the fact that Nick Offerman was in it, you know, yeah. that was, that was a sign of quality. Love him. the American pickle um, was in it. Yeah, the American pickle, Seth Rogen. You know, that's that's (laughs) always on the top of his resume. American pickle, Seth Rogen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we got to get Dragon going here, Seth. Yeah,
2: but I got I got yo God, he would be great at that. That's a great producer for this. But 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 the thing about it was that when they said it was a miniseries instead of a movie, I was like, really? And then and then I was like, maybe this is going to be like four episodes, and I think it's like eight, ten. I'm not even sure. But anyway. It's still going uh, on.
0: I don't think they've all been released yet, but maybe as a recording anyway.
2: Okay. But uh, yes, please proceed.
0: Well, um, I got to tell you, I watched the first episode, and I was like, I don't know that I really need to watch anymore. Uh, Oh, Andrew Dice Clay's (laughs) in it as well. We should mention that. Um, But for the show, I powered on. I did get through to the second episode, and I was it only just cemented the whole thing i just don't think look it, it's it's shot and written probably fine the acting's decent um i think lily james is spot on pam anderson like you know people who you know were of the ilk that was you know rubbing one out to pam during the 90s probably remember this brought probably some either pleasant or <laughs> unpleasant flashbacks to you, depending on how you went uh the other guy is is tommy lee he's okay uh, um I do. I'm just I do saying, you the, understand that there's special effects
2: for her. She's not a,
0: a voluptuous woman
2: in real life. Like they must be doing like a bodysuit and like in the nude scenes and stuff.
0: I don't think she comes off terribly voluptuous in this. Uh I if you do some research, I think she's been naked and other stuff. I like I said, they they don't give her Pam tits. Do do a side by side. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Continue. Uh, anyway, uh no I'm talking more the body language, the facial expressions. Sure. Uh, you're talking hair and makeup. That shit's easy. That's Freddie Mercury. You know, that's to fine. me, so it, she does a good, actually, she's a good
2: actress. She's a good actress.
0: She do, does Well, she do, did a spot on Pam Anderson as far as I'm concerned. Right. It's, I, I think it's her at certain times. It, it, it's that believable is all I'm getting at. Okay. Um, uh, whether her tits are as big or not or his ass is the same shape, I, I don't have any, that's not where I was going with that. Um, but, there is only a couple redeeming parts <laughs> I thought comedically. One, I love the idea that I, I just hope that Tommy Lee did just walk around in a G-string all the time. Uh, you know, th- th- just ha- th- hanging out and, and doing that stuff. But uh, the other thing is uh, when he has a... Spoiler alert, if you're planning on watching this, this is kind of a critical part. Um, he has a conversation with his penis and his penis talks back, so... <laughs> Uh, that of course is taken from his book, Tommy land. At least that had to be the inspiration for it or, you know, somewhere. But anyway, the, the point being is that was pretty funny. Um, and, uh, and, uh, LC at this point wants to point out to the audience that his penis wasn't actually talking to him, that that was actually some Hollywood effect and, oh. and stuff done to make it look that way mm-hmm. that his his dick didn't dance around. And, and I think it's a bodysuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh god but yeah for the most part this is a piece of shit i'm not gonna keep going it's it's not it, oh really that's your fi- yeah. okay you're out after two yeah I, wow. I, I i've powered through the second one i wanted to quit but i'm like you know i'll just finish this episode and then if if it doesn't keep me intrigued i'm done so yeah uh, i did however watch a documentary on on it that popped up because apparently this is topical now um that was recently slapped together by some fucking show and it's like 48 minutes and it gives you all the details of what actually happened. Apparently, some of the stuff in the shocking in the, uh, the, the Tom, Pam and Tommy uh, miniseries is not exactly factually uh, correct. And, and Geron, John Karabi, of course, is all, all upset about it. I, I, I did see that, too. Uh, well, first off, the fact that you're recommending
2: not to watch it means I will watch it now. Because I always okay. do the opposite now with your, your, your show reviews and things like that. <laughs> After the American Pickle was the turning point.
0: Did, you know hey, I mean? Real quick, did you see his movie, American Pickle? No. This may be more my kind of humor than yours. This may be more my kind of humor than yours. This may be more my kind of humor than yours. But in all seriousness, um, t- this is what
2: I understood from the storyline b- to begin with. Uh, it was I that there was a contractor that was going to work on his house, be in his bedroom or otherwise. I'm not sure what was true. And there was a conflict about money. And then there were all – and that, that he basically – Either one day at the job took a safe with them, which in my head, for some reason, I thought it was a safe about this big, yeah, (laughs) and stuff like that. Which I don't know what the version is in this show. It's a monstrous. uh, They confirmed that
0: in the documentary that it was a five hundred pound safe, like it was was. a giant, yeah.
2: Okay, so I will tell you this: a couple things I do believe. First off, security cameras up to like two thousand ten sucked. The resolution on them were terrible, but the idea yeah. that he like put on like a shaggy dog <laughs>
3: costume
2: <laughs> and everything like that, and kind of wheeled and it, like came into the the place and then wheeled that huge fucking thing out. If that hey. is somewhat true, amazing.
0: Sebastian Stan, Sebastian Stan, that's the okay. guy's name. Okay,
2: he he does an okay Tommy yeah. Lee. Um, he's, he's no fucking machine gun, Kelly. No, no, but but you know, the man can pull off a, a speed. By the way, also for whatever reason when i saw motley in uh the dr feelgood tour and i think yeah tommy lee was wearing just like a that outfit then live the place they play and is it was like a jock strap pretty much wasn't it just like a little leather like that so i kind of even even like the culture like i saw that it wasn't that jarring to me i'm like that just seems like the way that guy guy lives you know know? (laughs) every day with a robe and a in a in a banana hammock i am curious to know how it it went from here because that part I don't know like who took well, over according the to ownership? the
0: documentary it goes just gonzo like somebody not involved in the story at all now ends up being the person that connects it with actual physical um or uh, with the internet stream of it all this stuff and then he takes ownership and the person who was the pornographer guy the the Nick Offerman character uh gets depressed and ends up dying I just I don't know it okay it, I, 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 it's difficult. And, you know, I was always kind of skeptical that, uh, I, I'm less so now after watching the documentary and th- having this miniseries out, I was always skeptical that they weren't involved at all. Like the idea. Well, that's that what I was going to
2: say. That was the, the initial, uh, idea was the fact that they just put it out as a publicity stunt for themselves. But yeah, but it, like, is, it is confirmed that actually got ripped off. That is a fact. Yes,
0: this, supposedly they even the people in the documentary kind of go. If he did it, he had help. There's no way he did it by himself. You know what I mean? Like he's go climbing a fence and dragging a 500 pound safe out to the car. Anyway. I do
2: think it's funny too that I uh, that I've heard that that I guess that at least Tommy Lee, I'm not sure if Pamela Anderson had some kind of. Uh, was it you that told me that they had some kind of creative input for the show?
0: Oh, I don't know that they did. I assume they. I assume they don't.
2: <laughs> like this is say, the story
0: like, of somebody else. Yeah, because I was like, I think I think that they, they
2: were at least uh, given something for legal reasons. This, and if he cleared it, I, I guess I guess he cleared. Tommy goes to college too. <laughs>
0: So. Well, you know, I, you can get any 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 character involved in any story. You can get their story and do something like this sure. without the consent of other people oh, involved. Absolutely. You know, uh, remember when there? Who was that girl who like tried to kill like Joy Butafuco? That whole deal. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. like within like a month there was three different networks doing three different versions of that story. Like one was Butafuco's side, one was the girl's side, and one was the yep. the wife's side. Right. And it was like all. Similar but different
2: stories, though. So what would be interesting is if they, they use Tommy Lee as a villain through a entire uh, show, unless he's because that's how he comes off in the first episode.
0: Yeah, def, definitely. That's a, why I kind of a, think this had to be the contractors. Uh, he's the guy telling the story. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: and, and uh, you know, it, by the way, I had somebody just do some painting in my house a little a little while ago. I had to buy the paint before they showed up. This whole thing where he, where he's, like, building an entire room and running up his credit card and never getting paid back for his supplies. Come on, man. Doesn't seem Tommy like, Lee. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Tommy Lee, man. Might as well put thirty grand on my card. And I'll buy it. Never met a contractor that did that.
0: Yeah, same here. That's where everything falls
2: apart right on that part, the
0: whole show. I don't doubt that they, they were ripping them off. And I don't doubt that they weren't. And Tommy Lee thought they were because not the smartest guy in the world. No. Um,
2: those guys, though, and I'll leave it at this too. Do you think that's the formation of Methods of Mayhem, or who's that? Like the, the douchebags <laughs> he's hanging, Who are the guys he's hanging out with? Because it's not Motley Crue. And, and no. I also thought it was interesting that they played a lot of um, at least the songs were like they played some Nine Inch Nails, played some stuff that that, that was kind of like I think the right era of what, what they were playing yeah. in the background. That wasn't Motley Crue. Which
0: I'm not so of, sure. I, I had that same question for a second. I thought it was supposed to be the singer of Crazy Town. Um, but oh, you think uh, it was uh, Shaka,
2: whatever his name Shifty? is, Shifty, Shifty, um. Shifty. <laughs> were they actually buddies? That's terrible. I
0: right. don't know, but that seems like the kind of guy he would have hung around with at it that time. Definitely but. does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the guy in the movie looks kind of like that guy, so yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. Okay. that's the only re- that was the only what the dots I connected there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't recommend it. It, it was it was a bit of a letdown after seeing the trailer. It looked like sure. it might be something a little more. I don't know, fun. But it's really fucking boring is probably the biggest problem with it. You know what I mean? It's like I really didn't need 60 minutes of Pam and Tommy meeting, getting engaged, getting married, oh, moving into a the, house, okay. Okay. Uh, talking to his dick, uh, all this stuff. It's just, it's just it was not. Look, I, I, I don't. It's just boring.
2: I gotcha. All right. Well, uh, thumbs down. That <laughs> means, uh, that means I, I'm ready for episode two and three. Based on All right. Rec- recommendation.
0: This may be more my kind of humor than yours. This may be more my kind of humor than yours. <laughs> All than right, you. we'll look for an update on the future episode of okay. Cobras and Fire uh, at the next at the movies. <laughs> one, two,
3: three. One, two, three. Tried so hard
1: just to get through to you with your
3: head so far from the realness of truth. Was it just to come on in the dark? Wasn't meant to last long. I think you want not welcome honey. I'll just see you alone as I sing you live. Just a temporary love of honey, you ain't the first. Lots of others Came come before you, woman, said, But you've been the worst. You've been the worst. With deep down deep
2: down Do you really think that Dave Grohl
1: watched your videos? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've seen the numbers. Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to bedfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right.